Hi, I'm Lizia Santos, CEO and founder of CityCat, and I beat the elephant path and went from journalist to tech travel founder by creating a global community of local influencers who present travelers to trips off the beaten path. Welcome back to the Beat the Oven Path podcast. My guest today is Lizia Santos, the founder of CityCat, a tech startup that provides more unique and authentic travel experiences for its users. Now, Lizia switched careers from journalism to founding a startup, all while raising three children, which in my opinion makes her accomplishments all the more impressive. Her unique perspective on life and travel all led to her founding a better way for us to get connected using technology and to explore new destinations. She's been featured on CNBC, and she was recently ranked number 33 in a list of the 100 best CEOs disrupting tech. So I'm super excited to share the unique perspective of my guest today, Lizia Santos, founder of City Cat. Whew, I love that. You got that in there twice. We got to play on words in there. That's awesome. Thank you for doing that. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Lizia. I try my best. Yes. That was hard. It's very nice. It's a very classy. Now the audience is really confused. They're like, off the, is it off the bean path? Or be, I don't know. The name, I can't remember it. Uh, welcome to the show. First of all. Uh, Thank you for having me. You have a beautiful name, Lizzie. I never hear that name often. Where does that come from? It's So that's a funny story. It's a Greek name. Okay. But I, I'm actually Brazilian. Okay. So... <laughs> Uh, my grandpa wanted to name my my uncle Lizia, but he was born a, a boy. So that name, Bummer. you know, my my aunt and my mom fought for it, and I ended up coming first as as my mom's daughter. And they named me Lizia, and then they forgot to ask my grandpa where he found the name. And then my grandpa passed away, so nobody knows where they where he found it. Uh, when I was already like ten or eleven, they found out it was a Greek name. Ooh. But it is a very unusual name. I never met other Lizias. I'm always the only Lizia. So a lot of everywhere I go. Drama and intrigue there. Who knows what story yes. is behind yes. that? <laughs> Traveling in the Greek islands, something happened. You never know. That's how these things no go idea. down. But we'll imagine that it was the craziest version of that. Well, again, welcome. It could have and been. my my grandpa was in the navy. So oh, you see, I knew it. I knew it. There's always a story <laughs> like that. He's got a tattoo somewhere. <laughs> <that you try. laughs> Of a random girl. Um, but anyways, <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. Really glad to have you here. You obviously fit the model of what we're trying to, to talk about because you have changed your careers, but you've also created something about travel itself. Before we jump into your arc, I have to know the name uh, City Cat. So uh, have you ever watched the show Friends? Did you watch the show Friends in the 90s by any chance? So there it's was this Nelly cat. Is that the no, reference? no? Although that is a good reference as well. That's a good reference too. No, there was this debate. I can't remember who it was between between two of them, and they were trying to come up with a massage and a taxi service. And one of them wanted to call it Relaxy Taxi, and the other one wanted to call it Relaxy Cab, and they couldn't get it right. Was it? It's not Relaxy Cab. It's Relaxy Cab, and it's Relaxy Taxi, and they were arguing about which is better. I will admit that it took me a stupid amount of time to figure out that city cat was a play on words of kitty cat. I thought city cat for a very long time. And then well, only it, later I thought, oh, it's actually supposed to sound like kitty cat. So it reminded it, me of actually, that. Actually, it wasn't that. It wasn't that at all. It, wasn't? it just oh. ended up being that. No, no. Okay. Uh, we, we, we thought about playing with, uh, the word cat uh, for two reasons, just because of a cool cat. You no, know, that cool cat. Sure. You know, 
referencing someone that's just nice and cool and friendly, but also because cats are the animals that explore neighborhoods. No, they they know every corner of the city. So we thought the city cat uh, could be that person that knows everything. But then we added the extra T. So when people Googled us, they wouldn't find a lot of stuff about pets. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then it sounded like kitty cat. Yeah. As well. But it took me and forever that, to that make that connection. You're making it. It seems like that, that could be a discussion between Chandler and, and Ross. Yes, exactly. That was I what it was. And then you have to argue about what. <laughs> That's it's my guess. To. And the irony <laughs> is that it wasn't what you were intending. So that makes it even funnier that I thought that. I was like, oh, it's yeah. this. And no, it's not. <laughs> well, okay then. We're moving on. <laughs> we're going to get into this episode for real now. Great start. Um, so tell us a little bit about your journey. Tell us about the arc that you've had. Coming, like you said, you left journalism. So how did you make the idea to make the switch? What happened in your life to get here? Well, it was very uh, natural. It wasn't like a moment where I had the idea just randomly. Uh, as I mentioned before, I'm from Brazil. I immigrated here uh, to the U.S. about 20, it's 16 years ago. Sorry, I'm... <laughs> My math, my math is all wrong. That's it. You're out of the and country. And I came here already. <laughs> yes. No, I'm just kidding. Math skills are so not my, a requirement my brain to is live all here. Messed up. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been here for a while now. I graduated in journalism back in Brazil, and my my dream was always to cover uh, international news. That was what I wanted to to do for life. So I moved here. I moved for love, actually. I, I got engaged. I met my husband when I was on vacation here. Wow. So I ended up coming here, and I got my master's degrees here. Uh, I have two. Wow. And public relations and, and applied communications. Yeah. <laughs> my husband jokes that I have more degrees than a thermometer. Ooh, burn. <laughs> I like this guy already. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then, uh, uh, meanwhile, I, I became a mom here as well. I have three boys, and I lived in three different states. And uh, being uh, an immigrant was, it, it, it's hard to explain because you become this person in between, right? You, you leave your country behind, so you lose a lot of that, but you also never become the, the culture that you're, like, being a part of. So I'm not fully brazilian anymore i'm not american so i'm in, in between in that that makes you sort of like always try to find something and you're always like going around and trying to find things to identify with so you become this explorer naturally and that's something that's that's common to all immigrants if you talk to any of us you'll find out that it's it's this journey that we have to always try to find ourselves wherever we are so we're explorers by nature and uh, I was already a curious person, you know, I became a journalist for, for that reason. So everywhere I lived, I was trying to find things to do that were different. I didn't you know when you move to a new city, you'll do the touristy things for like a month and then you're sick of it. So you're trying to find other things, other reasons to love that city, right? Because you have to adapt. So I was always that person. As I become a mom, I became a mom, it just changed what I was trying to find, you know, I went from cool like nightlife to playgrounds. Yep. <laughs> but still oh, I'm trying to that. find things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so and always I was always also hosting people. You know, that's the thing with Brazilians more specifically. Uh we were very friendly. Everybody knows that about us and and we're always hosting people. You know, 
friends of friends, you know, people will call, hey, there's a friend of friend that wants to visit Orlando or Boston where I lived before, even Kentucky where I lived before. Mm. And I would host these people that I never knew, <laughs> I never met before. And I was always trying to introduce these places to people. And I, if I got a dollar for every time I heard people saying, I never knew this existed. You know, yeah. I Googled this destination so many times before. And this place that you're showing me now I never heard about it. And so I always heard that. And I always had that in, in the back of my head. And then uh, I, I ended up moving to Florida for um, my oldest kid has asthma. And we moved here for for the weather. I love it. And as I, as, as I you know, I was living here and I, I got pregnant again. I had my third kid. I had the two youngest. They're one year apart. So I was going oh. through this crazy phase of life where no sleep at all. And so, sort of frustrated because I always loved doing what I do. I always loved being a journalist. And, you know, in that mom phase initially, it's frustrating uh, professionally because you, you stop doing things, you know, for for that purpose. So I was kind of frustrated with that as well, trying to find a way to keep myself active, my brain active. And so I, I, I kept like trying to find something else to do. And one day I was coming back from my youngest uh, kid, first pediatrician visit. So I had a newborn, a one-year-old and a three-year-old. And I was driving back and talking to my, my dad about it, about this, I, this thing, you know, this burning that I had inside of me of doing something and finding something else to do. And we were talking about how, how I love travel and how moving to Orlando, you know, kind of opened that passion back in me because I was seeing so many people having fun and travelers and all of that. But how people don't really know Orlando, you know, they'll come to the, the theme parks yeah, and, and that's World. it. And they'll stay at international. Yeah. And there's Orlando is, is so beautiful. People just don't know, you know, they'll say Orlando has no culture, but really it's not true. There's so much to do around, around Orlando that people don't know about. And we were talking about that, you know, how there's so much more to destinations than people can see. And me as a journalist, I can see that it, the problem is really the access to information, not the lack of things to do. There is things to do, but people just don't know about it. And how when you have access to a source of information and destinations, it's, it's just it's easier if you know somebody or if you know somebody that's been there or whatever, you get a better experience. So as we were discussing all of that, you know, I was just trying to be awakened professionally, you know, trying to keep things up up there, even though I was lacking sleep, uh, an Uber drove by. That was, that's the story. And as the Uber drove by, that that was when I had the light bulb moment when I connected tech and travel in my mind. That's when I realized, you know, all of these platforms, uh, they're connecting people. You know, they're making people into things that they didn't think they could be. You know, people are becoming drivers, they're becoming deliverers or they're becoming all of these things through these platforms. Why can't I get all these sources of information and put them in a platform and people can access them? Like I'm explaining it in like 30 seconds now, this but is it was Shark like Tank, a two-second moment. We got investors over here right behind me. <laughs> They're in or out right now. It was a two-second moment in my mind. So, <laughs> and that's when I, I had the idea, you know, tech and travel and journalism and sources of information and destinations and, you know, off the beaten path, everything came together in my mind. And then the, the journalist, Lizia, the mom, Lizia, the travel lover, Lizia, they all came together. 
And that's when I found my passion because now, you know, as a mom, I could do something that's, you know, family friendly, that's safe, that introduces my kids to the world as it is. Uh, as a journalist, I get to open the doors for authentic and, and relevant information. And as a travel lover, people now can explore destinations at another level. So that's when the first idea of CityCat came to be. But then after that, you know, there's a long journey of trying to figure out what to even do with it. <laughs> of course. And that's the case with all founders. So true. Well, why do you think it is that people, when you travel to other places, especially if you love travel, you can find things that other people don't find? For example, I also experienced that because my wife is from a European country. So I've lived in Europe for eight years. I know a lot of what you've experienced. And she lived in a city for her whole life, and I was there for a few months, and I was showing her things that she never knew in her own city. What is it about people who like to travel that they find these little weird places? What kind of person finds those little weird places, do you think? No, it's as I said uh, before, it's not just that you love traveling, it's that you're trying to find yourself in a new place. You know, it's not you're out of your comfort zone. When you grow up at a place and you're always there and it's all you've known your whole life, you sort of get yourself in routines, right? You go to the same ice cream shop, you do the same things over and over again. But when you see yourself displaced in a place that you've never been before and nobody knows you, and like your identity kind of goes away for a little bit and you're trying to find yourself. So I think that exploration is, is a big part of, finding yourself in a new place so it's it's more than uh, loving travel because some people don't even love travel but they see themselves in the situation where i'm in a new place and i have to find myself here and that's that was your case you know you're trying to find yourself there that was my case in every place that i lived and i found that it's, it's just a common thread between people that expats in general right. you know well, it's an interesting... And that's why most of our city cats are expats. <laughs> sure. That is very fascinating. It's an interesting point. And even though it makes so much sense when you say that, it's not a particular thing that I've ever thought before, that you try to find yourself in a place. It's something that I think I've felt, but I never put it in those words before. Because I think, especially travelers, you have this desire, if you're a good traveler to find the things and embrace the things that are good and better about the place that you're at. Because one mm -hmm. thing that we know leads to unhappiness, just in general, is trying to apply the template from where you left behind to where you're going. And when I saw a yes. bunch of Americans in yes. Europe, I was always disappointed that they constantly compared everything back to America. They said, oh, I don't get free refills here. This sucks. The cars are too small. This sucks. Nobody's coming over immediately to give me drinks at the restaurant. This sucks. They just keep comparing. Like, I can't wait to go back to big roads and big cars and Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And they're always comparing and I think, but have yeah. you ever thought about what's better here? Not everything that's yes. different is worse. And I believe that no matter where exactly. you go, there's always something that's better. No matter where you go, they have something, whether that's Tulsa, Oklahoma, or Orlando, Florida, or Rio de Janeiro, there's yes. always something. But if you don't look for it, you'll yes. never find it. Yeah, exactly. And it fascinates me that there's hundreds of thousands of different ways to do the same thing. You know, if you go to different destinations, as you said, even like neighborhood cities, it's neighbor cities, there, there's, there's still different ways to do things within the same country, the same state. 
you know so that that to me is fascinating but i'll tell you something that i've i've come to learn as a as a travel tech founder and by observing the market there's also a generational uh jump in there uh before you know our parents uh, the Gen X's and before that, uh, travel was more of a packaged thing. You know, you you buy a package and you expect certain things. And those packages, they sort of accommodate the culture of the people coming. So as you said, you know, Americans, so their Amer- packages made for Americans traveling to Europe. And they sort of accommodate the needs of Americans, uh, the, the expectations of Americans. So they're not lacking those things. They're not complaining about those things. And that's how the industry thought before. But now uh, we have the millennials who are the parents now, right? We're the ones that are organizing the trips. We have the kids and we have our parents joining us in trips and we're the trip planners. And we're this very unique generation that grew up without technology. So we know how to play outside. We know how to play without anything, you know, we can use our imagination. And somewhere between like in our teenage years, we had technology. So we're tech, but we also have this need for human authentic. We had all this, we we were exposed to a lot of information that our parents didn't have. So now this generation is is wanting to do that, what you just described. You know, we want to see what's beyond. More than that, we want our kids to see it. We want to introduce our kids to something that goes beyond what they can experience in their in their hometowns. And we do that through travel. But at the same time, we also, we also want that to be enabled through technology. So it's it's a very unique challenge right now that the whole industry is facing. How can we deliver authenticity in a scalable way through tech? How can we use AI without taking the human out of the equation? You know, that's how how can how can we assist them when they put their feet in destination, when they're place their feet in the destination? How can we assist them? How can we make sure that they have this authentic experience and they get to know the destination? And it's when you get the authentic, you come back because then you realize, you know, I, I haven't seen, I I only saw the tip of the iceberg, really. I could come back 10, 15 times to the same destination and still get authentic out of it because it's so much bigger than, you know, whatever you can see at the first time. I mean, I could talk no, about it. Great. <laughs> well, you know, the other thing about these tech platforms, and you mentioned Uber driving by and the marriage of tech and people, and that is an interesting thing. And what I find to be fascinating is these things at the beginning are a little bit different from what they evolve into. When Uber was new, people didn't know mm-hmm. how they had to interact. There wasn't an established pattern. Uber drivers say, do I give yeah. you water or chewing gum? Can you charge your phone? Should we talk? Should we not talk? Everybody had to figure out what that yeah. relationship actually was. Now it's just get in the car, whatever. Uh, but in the beginning, it was different. And when Airbnb was new, this is an interesting experience. When Airbnb was brand new, and nobody really knew what it was supposed to be. I booked one in Ohio, near Cleveland somewhere. And this guy, and I'll never forget him, his name was Andrew Samtoy. He's still out there, a really good guy. He was my first Airbnb experience. We arrive at this house, and he's still staying at this house. He's living there. And he's got a wall of maybe 200 whiskeys and bourbons on the wall. And he says, welcome to Ohio. Let's start by you sampling every single one of these. And his idea of being a host, that's that's wasted, obviously. (laughs) But his idea of being a host was, (laughs) let me show you all of this stuff. And then he went so far above and beyond. He drove us around and he said, let's go check out Amish country. So he drove us to Amish country, went to an Amish store. And then he was showing us these markets and this fair 
all this stuff that he didn't have to do because he was proud of his town and he really wanted to show us around. And it was fantastic. And he was also a, a budding entrepreneur before I cared much about entrepreneurship. And he was teaching us about Robert Kiyosaki and Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And he's explaining how all <laughs> wow. of the advantages of living in Ohio. And it was just such a great experience. And I think it was because none of us knew what an Airbnb relationship exactly was supposed to be. And at that time, you kind of felt that the human element was a big part of it. It wasn't just, here's the keys or punch in a mm -hmm. code to my place. He thought, let's make it more than that. Yes. And he was a very special guy, but it represented kind of the feeling that you're talking about. And he brought us to places that we never would have found. There's no way we would have found those places without him. Yeah, and that's that's how Airbnb started. That was the mission, belong anywhere, right? That's the tagline since the beginning. That's the idea that they had. People ha helping out and, and more than just hosting. But then it became an industry that nobody could have anticipated. Now you have whole industries that came out of that, you know. How could, how they? could they know? You know, how the market reacts and then it, and, and it ends up changing the company. You're right. You know, you, you can never anticipate what it would be. But the feeling, I, it's the feeling. And that, no, that feeling is exactly what I think you're doing. And that's why it's so profound, because that feeling is incredible. And the feeling of I get to see something and not just what's on the map. And also, if you live in a place that has a lot of tourist attractions, like Orlando is, where everybody comes to Epcot Center, Disney, whatever, you understand that most people are funneled into those things. I lived in Amsterdam for a couple years, and That's I right. witnessed the way that every single tourist would go to the Dom Square. They'd go from the Amsterdam train station. They would walk a single mile down one road, and then they would come back to the train station, and that was their journey. Yes. But I also witnessed the fact that no Dutch person would ever set foot in any of those places, ever. They never went where the mm -hmm. tourists went, ever. So there was just a complete yes. disconnect. Yeah. So are you really experiencing the Dutch yeah, culture? Of course not. Were you experiencing what they packaged right. for you? That's right. You're not. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> you know you're not. Yes. That guy sounds sounds like a city captain. You gotta give him his okay. contact. Yeah, he very well. I don't know where he is. It's been many years. It was just <laughs> I remember the name, but it was a, a, quite some time ago. Uh, who knows how many years ago at this point? At least ten, I think. But yes, he does sound like a city cat. He would make an excellent cat, no doubt about it. Um, he fits the model. So when you have this idea for a tech company, I think who hasn't had an idea at some point in their life, I'm going to build a tech, I'm going to build the next Uber, but for donuts, that's me. <laughs> I'm going to do that. And then five days later, it's like, what about your idea? Eh, what idea? Um, that's actually a very yeah, good exactly. idea. I, I, know, I would, I would brilliant. I'm it. a fountain of brilliant ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do anything about any of them. How did you actually say, I'm going to do this? How did you know that you're going to follow through? And what were the steps that you took to actually follow through on building your idea? See, I'm labeled as the crazy one uh, within my friends because, you know, I dared to do that when I had the three little kids. Uh, you know, that I is had crazy. A one, a one year I'm going to second year old. Yeah. <laughs> It, but it, it has a lot to do with my personality. And I think founders, they do have to have a certain personality, tech founders more specifically. I am very hyper as a person. And that's when I'm happy is when I'm busy. So I feel like to me, it was important that I pursued something professionally at that moment to keep me sane. 
because as a mom of three little boys, uh, it takes a lot of yourself, you know, you, just, you, you become nobody, you're just serving everybody at the same time. So to me, I needed something for myself and I needed something that wouldn't take me away from the boys. So it made sense to me in that moment to do something like that. I had an idea and I could explore it in, in my own pace. So to me, it was, it was that personally. As a founder, like if I were to put it, if I were to put it like in generally, how to even start that? I also think it's hard to answer the question because it's it's a very personal journey for everybody. How do you? It has everything to do with, with like your learning style, you know, your pace, your circumstances, all of that. Uh, since I had the time and nobody had had the idea. And I just kept quiet and I surveyed a lot. That's That was the start to me. Uh, as a journalist, it was natural for me to survey. Let me find out how big of a problem this is. Is, is, it, is it just my problem? Uh, it took me a while also to even figure out that what I was doing was a startup, to be honest. I I had the idea. I was passionate, passionate about the concept, but I didn't even, I wasn't familiar with startups and this whole world of like scalability, all of these words weren't, weren't in my vocabulary back then. So it, it started with me going after people and asking them, hey, how long do you spend planning trips? Hey, are you satisfied with your trips? When you come back from trips, do you feel 100% satisfied? Or do you feel like that little FOMO, you know? I'm a little frustrated. I know I haven't experienced it all. And I asked these questions and I, I surveyed close to 700 people back then. And I came to interesting numbers. Yeah, like more than 60% of people in my survey said, you know, I'd rather experience authentic than spend more to upgrade a hotel, for example. Hmm. And after I had some numbers like that coming back, like 85% of people said, if I have a friend in my destination or if I know someone who has been there before, I go for that friend instead of researching online, I call the friend, I text the friend, because then I don't waste the time, you know, trying to find that information. Another info back then that I got, uh, the average traveler in my survey spent more than 20 hours planning trips. Whoa. And so my surprise when I went online and I tried to match my own numbers with what was going on in the industry is that it was a perfect match. You know, like almost the exact hmm. same numbers, you know, 67% of people, and that is that is data from surveys, prefer authentic. You know, the average traveler does spend 10 to 20 hours planning trips, and that is after booking a flight. So all of these things kind of empowered me with the data that I needed to start even thinking about something. And uh, what I knew back then, I you know, as, as you said, you, you sort of like correlate with these things that are already out there. And my idea came from Uber back then. I knew that I needed a nap. <laughs> that was my idea. So how, how do I even start that? I me personally, I went after uh, one of my family members who is an entrepreneur to share the idea with him just to see what he would say, you know, some sort of advice. He ended up becoming my my investor, my first first cool. investor. And that's how I ended up developing an app that I never needed. <laughs> I wasted all the money developing an app that never got mm. ready. And, you know, this company overseas never delivered the full products. And, and that's how in my journey I ended up with no app. Oh, no. And wasting all the money. 
and having to rethink everything. Oh, no. <laughs> so you could rethink everything based on an industry uh, remarks, but you also have to rethink everything sometimes when you run out of cash. Oh, that, that old was, thing. That, that's where I saw myself yeah. back then. <laughs> so that sort of changed CityCat once again. Um, when I first had the idea for CityCat, I knew that I needed to connect travelers with locals to create authentic trips. But I was thinking uh, along the lines of meeting in person and guiding people in mm. cities. And I needed an app for that because I wanted it to be just like Uber, where you see the car coming and it's all like the safe experience. And I wanted it to be family friendly. But when I had the fall, I, I realized, you know, maybe that's not the most scalable thing I, I can do. Maybe I don't even need an app to enable all of that. So we ended up switching to the trip planning um, stage of the trip. And now the idea has evolved so much more than that. Uh, always having technology in, in mind as the enabler to scale the processes, but knowing that my big thing here is the city cats, not the platform itself. So when did, yeah. So, you know, I matured. Sure. But it takes time. So when did you decide that all of the city cats needed to show up wearing a bright neon pink and purple cat mask to be instantly identified? <laughs> Well, that was actually a, my seven-year-old idea. It's a joke. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> like, this is a waste of time. I know. I well, know. Is, is it? it? I don't know. Lyft it? had the pink mustache. They put the mustache on the card. We all forgot about that one, but they did do that for a while. Yes. The cat ears. They, they, they all, all have to wear, wear cat ears. So where, hmm, where are, oh, there they are. <laughs> you got oh, a crowd of thousands of people that got bright pink cat ears. Uh, but <laughs> that okay. does, that would be okay. Awesome, All right. Though. Good. Good. I'm glad I can provide some meaningful <laughs> advice on this show. Uh, very good. Thank you. you yeah, should exactly. Be 701 <laughs> opinions now that you have collected. Uh, the last one being the most uh, or important. Or the people that said that it was a dumb name. <laughs> right, exactly. yeah, there were those. That's a dumb yeah. name. <laughs> Super helpful, guys. Um, so how does it work? So if I sign up, do I assume that I book my hotel, I stay where I'm going to stay? How? What is the exact process as it exists right now? And you mean that as a cat or as a traveler? Uh, good, or wait, both? I think I lost your video. Hold on. I don't know what happened there. Maybe our internet is... Um, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, so I think it's going to go. I'm going to have to just hope for the best here. I don't see you, but I hear you. Um, it says it's still recording, so we're just going to trust that. You no, don't I don't. Me? Hopefully it'll come back in a minute. Um, anyways, all right. So, yes, both as a cat and as... Oh, that sucks. <laughs> both as a cat and as a, a traveler. How does it work? Uh, I'll start with cats. Pretty cats, they are a local under 10k following. It's a real that are passionate about specific things uh, within the city because they're more, uh, they're also more available to become famous or anything like that. They're just very passionate and they, they share about that. So these are the city cats and uh, we go after them. Um, we go after that kind of people. 
we approach them. Uh, some people come from friends or other other things like that. But anyway, they get onboarded to the platform if they fit the requirements of being that local micro-influencer with uh, high engagement and their accounts and uh, their their content has to be all about that. Their explorations in their cities or in their explorations oh. in their trips. It's not, you, you won't find a city cat that only about their personal life. That's not the kind of account that we're looking for. Uh, there was big fact check, right? Your fact, every journalist fact checked. Uh, are you there? I know I love. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. I must admit the quality has gotten really degraded. It's very robotic. Um, I can I can, but it's it's quite robotic. It's giving me a say. It says, um, well, it, now it seems to be a bit better. Hopefully, it'll just resolve what itself. What should I do? Oh, I would say keep it on because I think it still records. If I um, turn off the camera, does no, it help? I think. So I think if I can hear you, it's okay. okay. Um, because I think it will record and upload, but I just couldn't hear you very well. So I'll just recap that part. So we'll say, okay, so we'll just try again. So the okay. city cats themselves, they're essentially influencers that only post about that kind of content. They're people that you find that mostly post about travel and the kinds of things that would be conducive to being a city guide. Is that right? That's correct. Because to me as a journalist, it was important that people got to fact check uh, the knowledge of those cats. It's not, there's many platforms where you can hire locals, but you don't know who th those people are. You know, you just see a photo of a random person saying, I can help you, but how do you even know that person? Uh, to me, it's important that you as a consumer get to know, you know, this person that I'm hiring is this person that I can find on Instagram and I can check that they know what they're talking about because I can see their thoughts all and I can see the the content and they're providing for free. So these are also people that are providing info. So that I uh, the city cats became this specific group for us, not just any local but local local micro influencers or travel micro but a platform and they go through an onboarding process uh, that involves some uh, some training, some testing, uh, and and also v virtual meetings. So we meet with these people. Because we want to be sure that they they're also on board with our culture as a company. Because we're not selling, we're not getting kickbacks mm. from anybody. You know, we're not referring people and getting referral fees. We're really just providing information that we get by going out and experiencing places, and that is never the same. Because tomorrow I'm gonna have experienced something new, and you as a traveler, you might want something different from me. Because you might be traveling as uh, Ross the dead now but now you can be traveling to the same destination as ross the professional so these are different demands so the whole idea is that it's never the same interaction so i wanted to be, make sure that the city cats are able to provide that and as a traveler you get to the platform and you start by planning a trip so the whole connection happens inside a platform which is a trip planner we wanted it to happen inside a trip planner so you could collaborate and get a deliverable right there so it's not something that you hire a cat and they plan a trip and they send you a pdf and you're not participating in the process you want it, it to be collaborative so the trip planner you and the cat interact on it 
as you're planning the trip, just like Google Docs. For example, when you invite someone to edit yeah. a doc with you, that's how it happens inside a trip planner. So you hire, as you're planning your trip, you start with a destination and we'll tell you, hey, we have these cats in this destination and you can hire one of them. So if you choose to hire, you can also choose not to hire. You can use a trip planner for free as well and plan your trip yourself. But if you choose to hire a cat, you're essentially giving the cat added access to your trip plan for a limited time. And then the cat comes inside and then you can exchange messages inside the planner. You ask the questions you want to ask. And then you provide the cat with the, the your expectations for the trip. And then the cat starts planning. So they'll start adding activities to your trip plan. Uh, and, and as they add activities, you also respond back hey this is not a fit or hey i love this can you give me more of that so you're working together you can also add your cold travelers to the experience so after this is done this process is done it usually takes a week you have your own person personalized itinerary put together by a cat in your destination that is the first service we're offering right now in the future you'll also be able to have cats on demand and text them throughout your trip you wow. know ask for help whenever you'll have cat rides you have cat photographers that will you know take photos of you in the trip because they're influencers they know how to take good photos so there's many other things that can come from the cats and that's why i emphasize you know my product isn't the trip planner the trip planner is an enabler the tech part of it is, is just enabling the human connections and that's where the value is because from there i the sky is so the limit, cool really. so and they accompany you on these trips if they plan it they'll join you on the trips themselves right not okay. yet that is another service uh, that we're calling the cat outing oh. you'll be able to hire them to actually meet up with you and and take you out in the city but this, they just say hey that's a stupid idea don't go there don't avoid that but you might want to go here <laughs> and then you say oh that does sound nice yes okay. yes yeah because like there's basic things many people have experienced this right you go to airbnb and you and you um pay for the house that is renovated it looks really nice and you get there is a really bad neighborhood yeah you had no idea so like going back to the basics like that a cat can help you you know hey don't stay there you know stay here instead this is closer to where you want to experience have experiences in the city this is safer whatever is your need uh when you're traveling so from basic things to really going really deep in a destination a cat is is there for do, you it's your boots on the ground do the cats ever just say hey don't come here at all it's not worth it <laughs> you know plan a trip somewhere <laughs> Never else <happened. laughs> i know you really think you want to go to colorado Never springs happened. but just you're better off <laughs> just go anywhere else that could be some very real advice. If it happens, I'll let you know. <laughs> I think yes, go to go to Sweden could. instead. <laughs> I think in this case we would oh, okay. offer a refund. <laughs> this is no deal. <laughs> uh, how many cities? How many cats? How many markets are you in right now? Yeah, so uh, we currently op operate in uh, more than forty countries, uh, eighty nine destinations, and we have two hundred and two cats. Uh, we are, our community of cats is a curated community, so we sort of keep the growth under you know that we have that in mind. We're curating a community, so we want we don't want it to go too big in the moment on purpose. So um, that's where you can get city cats to help you currently. Cities all around the world. Okay, great. 
Cities all around the world. Great. So in the next five years, if everything goes remarkably well, everything goes according to plan, what do you expect? What do you hope for? What's your dream from all of this? My vision is that we're going to change the way people experience destinations. And CityCat will be this... It, it's when you think about city cat you're thinking about a trip that it's it's at another level you know you either go to a regular trip or you go with a city cat trip which means you're going to get to know the destination at its core so we want to have city cats in every single destination if you think about a remote island there's a city cat there for you so there's the friend for you at wherever you go a friend in every city that's that's what i say to myself you know you'll have a friend in every city mm-hmm. To help you in all journeys of the trip, from trip planning to experiencing, will be there for you. So you're never alone. I think that's a great and noble mission. And there's a lot of people who feel pretty lonely right now, and certainly after the last few years. So having somebody that can help them get out of their shell, that's a pretty valuable thing, I think. Correct. Yes, correct. And we can remember. You bring a valuable point, especially after the pandemic, that is a need. Yeah, and we can remember that, oh, it's nice to connect with other people. We kind of forgot that for a while. Mm-hmm. Not that Zoom mm-hmm. isn't the best thing in the world, but there's this other thing. There's another yes, part of right? the world than just what's Humans. inside the walls of your apartment. That's yes. <laughs> something we all have to remind ourselves there of. There is. And it's yes. so interesting. You should go there. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> well, I really, really thank you for uh, taking the time. It's been an absolute pleasure to meet you and get to know you and get to know your idea. I think it's really cool. It's something I personally believe in. So I hope that we can spread the message and. I really hope that you achieve your goal. Amen to that. If it's up to me, we will. I, yes, if that's I hadn't right. given up when I had three little kids, I won't give up now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that you that's can right. know about You're me. Saying, hey, who, kids, business, kids, business. Just, just go with the business. The kids will be fine. No. Uh, um, <laughs> well, they're but, now seven, eight years old. You know, I'm fine. I've survived. That's the right. <laughs> Things have changed. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so I like to ask this question at the end. What is one piece of unusual advice or something that you believe that nobody else believes? Is there an unusual piece of advice that you follow? As far as a startup, like founding uh, startups or, or life for your life, anything for your life in general. I think I'll, I'll go with uh, something that applies to both. Um, and it's, you know, do not expect things to be perfect before you try. Things won't be perfect. And that's, that's just, it works for motherhood, for your founding journey. They will never be perfect. There's not any sort of level of preparing that you can do that will get you there uh, to perfection. You really, you need people. You need people. You need feedback. You need to fall. You need to have people offering their hands to pick you up from from your fall in order to learn lessons and open your eyes to things that you wouldn't be able to see if you didn't have those people around you. So as as a mom, as a professional, as any role in my life, I now understand that it's it's better to expose myself with uh, something that's halfway there and then have someone open my eyes before I go out there and I try to launch things on, on my own perfection standards. Sometimes it's not what the world needs. It's not what my kids need. So I, I need people. You need people. Uh, that being in your travels, in your personal life, in your professional life, expose yourself and let the feedback come in and then work with that to then get to perfection. I think that's great. The alternative title for my show is halfway there. That's where I'm at. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's great. Go advice. Halfway. I love it. <laughs> and have, have some people join you in the, in the other half. That's right. Exactly. Um, yeah. 
But it's been a pleasure. Uh, again, thank you so much. And I want to leave the final word to you to close this out. So again, you know, put the address, whatever you want to share, whatever action you want people to take. Wrap this episode up. I'll leave the floor to you. All right. So I want to invite all of you out there to not just travel, but travel in an authentic way. Get to experience the core of cities. Open your eyes to the different ways of doing things that every culture has to ex- to offer you. Uh, I invite you to go to citycat.com and to hire a cat. You can plan your trip by yourself, but I would recommend, I would highly recommend you hire a cat to take your trip to the next stage. And if you're a micro-influencer who loves exploring your city, I also invite you to join us in the platform as well. Go to citycat.com and you can choose what you want to do. What's your journey with us? But I invite you to hop on this journey with us because it's a pretty cool one. That sounds great. And it's city, C-I-T-Y-C-A-T-T, two T's in cat.com. Correct. And Lizia Santos, thank you so much for joining me. And It's with, been my pleasure. With that, the official podcast is over. Mm-hmm.